0: Hello, Joy Sounds listeners, it's Chris. Do you love the live performances you hear on Joy Sounds? Are you looking for a unique gift for a music fan in your life this holiday? If so, you can get yourself or another music fan exclusive access to Joy Sounds Live Sessions, a playlist of the great performances from the show that you can't find on any other platform. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash joy sounds music. That's patreon.com slash joy sounds and sign up as a super fan for only $5 per month. You'll get access to all the live performances you hear on the show, with new songs getting added every week. Also, your support goes directly towards the expenses of producing Joy Sounds, so you'll be helping to give emerging artists this important platform for long into the future. So thank you for your amazing support, and have a great holiday season. Welcome to Joy Sounds, Music You Need to Know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Thank you, and it's great to have you for today's episode of Joy Sounds, Music You Need to Know. Today we welcome Kyle Nicolaitis from Beware of Darkness. You can hear the latest Beware of Darkness single, Bloodlines, on all streaming platforms. We catch up with Kyle at a critical point in his artistic development. Having addressed and overcome a debilitating round of depression, Kyle is emerging with a new perspective on life and on music. You can hear this evolution of his artistry as he performs three new songs live from the Joy Sound studio. He performs Sedona, Vintage Thrift Store Dress, and Hotel Halls. I think this is a particularly compelling episode, and I hope you enjoy it. So let's get it started with Kyle Nicolaitis performing Sedona. On Joy Sounds.
1: I don't know how I woke up here. My father's car down an open road, a Sedona skyline meets me, and I should feel invincible come to see what I have lost, or maybe find myself again after too many years of being a piece of paper to someone else's pen. I tilt my head back, I get high, it's the only time in my life I feel alive. I'm running on dreams and I've got all I need. None of it seems real anymore The photos prove that I was there But who I see is someone that I'm never even sure I've met But the red rocks don't care what I think of myself As I get lost inside the mystery And I wonder what they mean to me at this time in my life waking up to a lie that has always been there but i've been too afraid to let shine i'm running on dreams and i've got all i need i'm gonna let it wash out In Sedona, in Sedona, in Sedona I've remembered who I've always been And I'm never going back again Fear I'll never figure it out. The truth is that we never arrive just far, forever until we somehow learn to enjoy the ride. Now I sit with darkness as my light. Anxiety still fills the room, but something new begins to bloom, and there's a smile on my face again. Sometimes the past. It's getting lost only to remember who we've been all along. I'm running on dreams and I have got all I need. Oh.
0: And that was Sedona performed by Kyle Nicolaitis of Beware of Darkness. And now it's my pleasure to welcome Kyle Nicolaitis to the Joy Sound Studio. Welcome, Kyle. I'm so happy to be here. Sedona, this is a beautiful new song. Thank from you. you. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. with us. And I have to presume that it came from an experience in Sedona. Is that uh, hey. <laughs> not too far of a stretch? Nope. Exactly. I don't know how you got
2: it. I know. I went <laughs> out on a limb. When we made Are You Real, the second Bureau of Darkness record, yeah. we cut vocals in Sedona because my buddy Jim Kaufman, who co-produced it yeah. with me and Catherine, uh, has a cabin out there. Nice. So we cut vocals out there. And then I think it was after the Are You Real tour, it was really hard for me getting off the road because I lost the original lineup for various reasons and i was touring with two guys i didn't really know mm. and i was so wrecked with depression and anxiety at the time mm. that every day was unbearable wow yeah and being like keeping that keeping the band together that lineup it felt like i was trying to keep a bomb from going off at all times yeah and yeah. and again like i didn't really have vocabulary for anxiety or depression and i just remember getting off that tour and feeling so overwhelmed and so just in so much pain that I, the only thing I knew what to do was go back to Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and start a little studio and like yeah. invest in that. And I just needed to like undo everything. Um, and my buddy Jim said, you should go up to Sedona for a couple of weeks and just go write. And I went up there, brought all my recording gear and wrote. Yeah. And it became very apparent that it was almost like a pilgrimage for me because I realized that I got so damaged creatively mm. from Orthodox, the first Bureau of darkness record. yeah, it caused me to like shut off the emotion from my creativity. yeah. so I started yeah. writing more from my mind and less from my heart. And I think going to Sedona was the first time I realized that. I, it was the first time since I was 18 and I think I was like 25, 26 at the time where I just was like, I just need to write from my heart and not care about radio success, not care about how people are going to perceive it. And I got a bunch of, I, I wrote, I think, probably 18 songs in like a week or something, yeah, yeah. you know? And like, I, I listen to them sometimes and it's a lot of just emotions pouring out, but I needed that. Yeah. You know, so it was almost like, not therapy, it was just healing for me. And, of course. you know, there's something so spiritual about Sedona to me. And I think that I've also been on this like spiritual quest my entire life. Like Sedona is just like a sacred place for me.
0: Do you think that this challenged perspective that you may have had uh, had kind of an undue focus on the outcome?
2: Absolutely. You know, the, absolutely what the
0: record was going to accomplish and what the what the tour was going to accomplish. Absolutely. And did it? You know, uh, so you're agreeing with me, but I also assume it took you away from the love of the process. Well, that's
2: exactly it. I I hated the process. I'll never forget this moment. We did like a year and a half touring straight after like grinding in obscurity in LA for like a year or two. Uh-huh. And it's it. looking back, it happened pretty fast. And I remember getting out of that and like, you know, we did Conan, we did all these huge tours of bands. And I remember going to my vocal teacher's house for a vocal lesson and sitting in traffic and feeling like such a failure. Mm. And and the, it was gridlock. I think I was on Highland trying to go back to Burbank. And it dawned on me of like, Am I a failure? Like why do I feel like this? And I realized it was like cuz I didn't I got from A to B, you know, and it was a miracle. Yeah. But I'm a failure in my eyes cuz I didn't get to A to E. But the Are You Real album recording I did enjoy the process. Good. Because I was listening to a lot of Tim Ferris and then that led me to David Lynch's book Catching the Big Fish, where his whole thing is like it's about, you know, mistakes are part of the process, you yeah. know? And Sometimes if an amp breaks, you gotta just roll with it and then pull out another amp, and then it leads to something wonderful. You know? So like that became my MO.
0: Sounds like you're starting to be kinder
2: to yourself. Well, that's too. I didn't yeah. realize that. You know, it's like see, I'm doing it right now where I'll preface something being like, it's really unsexy to to be kind to yourself. But it's like, no, it's fucking sexy. It's the sexiest thing to be kind to yourself. I don't think I've told anyone this, but like the first couple of weird darkness tours you did, if I fucked to show up, I would crucify myself. My identity was that I was so in it that if I made a mistake, it meant I wasn't worthy of living. Going back to Santa Barbara, I think the biggest thing that I learned was just, I, I was like, I need to learn who I am without music and without Beware of Darkness. And I, I need to set my self-esteem up in a way that has nothing to do with that, that I know who I am as a person. Yeah. So when I get back into music, that I can enjoy it. I remember we, we played in front of like 40,000 people at some shows. And a couple months ago, I played at Santa Barbara Pride to like 25 people. Yeah. And I was happier doing that. And I walked off the stage feeling more, like, at home and peace doing that yeah. than with some of these other shows. Now I'm at this point where I'm like, okay, world, do I get another chance? Like, I'm trying to get out there and, like, yeah. do this shit again. Right. Like, will you have me again?
0: Yeah. Like, I got my shit figured out, but hopefully I'll be able to show up for more people now, you know? And enjoy it. This evolution that you're going through as an artist. Yeah. You've been talking to us from a, a place of having to come from very low point. But I also want to talk about how you're using this to now really kind of fully realize who you are as an artist. Mm. You're going to share with us a new song, this uh, vintage thrift store dress yeah. here in a second. And when you were warming up and I was just hearing it a little bit ahead of time, I know it's addressed to somebody else, but it almost kind of sounds like advice you could be giving yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never did you thought in- about that. Did you intend it that way or you hadn't thought about
2: that? I like either? that. I wrote it in January, actually, and it was right before I got sober. I decided to do like a 30-30 songwriting thing where I just write 30 songs, like a song a day. Right. And this song came out of it. And there was, there was a vintage store in Miner's Oaks in Ojai and I was with a girl and we were looking at dresses and then it just this sort of story blossomed out of it. It is about appreciating the journey. It's getting in touch with me because allowance is something that's come up for me too of like, I'm allowed to write a song about a garden because yeah. I fucking love gardens, you know? And I'm allowed to write a song about a vintage dress at a thrift store because that's what I fucking do. I go to thrift stores yeah. and I love it, Yeah, you know? So I think it was just like, when you start to get in tune of like, who am I?
0: What do I have to say? What can I say in my voice? This is Kyle Nicolaitis performing Vintage Thrift Store Dress on Joy Sounds.
1: Try on that vintage store dress Won't solve your problems, but you look beautiful fighting them You should let me buy you that vintage dress Every time you slip it on, will you think of my address? Someone asks you where you got it from You say the arc of a stranger's life led you to it Every hole, every tear, every scuff used to belong to someone. Telling me it's not who we've been, but who we become. Oh, the stars and every thread. So I see, cause in a scene. Our story every place You wear it Like it's always Been yours you feel its hopes and dreams When you tried it on Calling out to you From a place you've missed so long The owner said It's been here for years And was meant for you been a hero to everyone else, now let it be a hero to you. The sunlight is your stage, and the moon is your guide. You can be anyone who you want in that sad light. Let's go out dancing in that dress. Strangers bow down to you in your presence, they're blessed. Oh, our secrets and the seems Oh, we'll build our lives in every lay Write our story every place You wear it like it's always been yours Yeah, you can say it's just a silly dress Say it's the sign you've wanted but always missed Maybe it's adopting you like you adopted me To my darkness and the light and rewrote my history One day you're gonna give that dress away To your daughter that glows and then you might just say Stories that we write, they never end Grow bigger and change hands. Oh, the stars on every thread. So I see, cause in the seams, oh, a bit of lives on every lay. Write our story every place, you wear it. Like it's always been yours.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was Kyle Nicolaitis performing Vintage Thrift Store Dress. What's exciting to me is is like the artist that you were 2013 to 2016 to even 2018 is not the artist you are now. True. And uh, it's it's not going to be the artist that you are five years from now. True. That's cool. I need to remember that. Oh, thank you. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're allowed to change. We're allowed to grow. I think you've cultivated also, though, uh, along the way, a really close relationship with your fans. I was looking on uh, your Spotify page and in the about section, of your Spotify page, you actually didn't dedicate anything to it about you. You actually said, if you are taking the time to read this, I appreciate you. Please reach out. Yeah. I've never seen that before on on a Spotify page. Yeah.
2: When the band first started, I judged everyone and I was so closed off and I was so angry. And I'll never forget one of the first shows we ever played was in Gallup, New Mexico. And I remember walking into town and being so angry and like looking at the shithole and being like, who would live here? Why aren't these people like, Mm. you know, and just being a dick, but I was also 20 or 19. Right. You know? Yeah. But then as soon as I started meeting people after the show, it was like someone took a hammer to my heart and it exploded. And I realized I was like, the thing that gives me purpose is hearing people's stories, connecting with people and helping people, Mm -hmm. you know? And it, became my that was my favorite part about touring was meeting people and hearing their stories and it's so inspiring i've bought people books like i have bought fans books and sent them to their house because they're like oh i'm going through depression what helped you and then i mail them a book and i just i didn't think anything of it because it's just like i thought that that's what you do Mm -hmm. like i wasn't trying to like build a brand i was just like you're a person and this helped me so i'm gonna give this to you you Mm -hmm. know Like, I've given phone numbers out to fans. And, like, it wasn't until this year where, like, it occurred to me of, like, oh, like, you did a good job, like, cultivating a community and, like, just being there for people. You know, not to be cheesy, but I just did it again. No, it's not cheesy. It's fucking cool. Yeah. And it's sexy. It is. You know, like, my purpose is to help people through songs.
0: I know that's my purpose in life. This is getting back to our earlier conversation about getting in touch with your heart rather yeah. than your head in terms of leading with with what you want to do and feel you should. Exactly.
2: Be. You know, what led me to all this was a Christmas card thing where I on Instagram stories I sort of I was in a good mood on a Friday morning and I sort of mindlessly posted who wants to get a Christmas card not thinking about what that actually meant and so many people <laughs> reached out to me and wanted one and I started, you know, I, when I look through the names of people, I know that I know the names. Like mm-hmm. I, I know I remember them, I know who they are. And it dawned on me how much of a miracle it is that like someone saw our show in the, the UK in two thousand twelve and still follows me and still keeps in touch. Yeah. So it it was almost life affirming to me because I was like, wait, like this isn't beware of darkness. Like this is just like the vibes I've put out as me. And there's a connection there that is sacred to me. So this this Christmas card thing, it's it's beautiful because it's my chance to give back and say this is how much I appreciate you for sticking with me with this Christmas card. I I haven't put music out this year. Put one song this, you know, and that's something that I really want to do more of next year. Is like fucking put music out, awesome, fucking do it. Yep, because I've so, I. Dog, it's unbelievable the amount of songs I have because I've just been in Santa Barbara being like, all right, let's write, record, write, and record. And I'm like, oh fuck, y'all should like put this shit out, you know? <laughs> even if it's even if it's not perfect, like even if it's not like who knows? Who fucking knows? Right, right? Right. It may be a smash, it might not be a smash, but I fucking like it, so let's do it, you know? But it's like even that, like some names popped up and I was like, these guys stuck with me a year. Yeah. I didn't put music out. It's crazy. I like that means more than anything to me.
0: What sounds like another example of your evolution is what you just said—that you've got this music and you're ready to let it out in the world, whether it's perfect or yeah. not. I think that's a big deal. Is it? But, well, I, I think so because I, I'm going to, again, I'm going to infer here. Yeah, and you go can ahead. correct me if I'm wrong. That part of what was challenging was probably your, um having an over, over mm. sense of it has to mm. be perfect.
2: Yep. Or, or if it's not a radio hit, why would you put it out?
0: Yeah, that's, you know? those are high standards. That's well, a yeah, high, it's high bar. And
2: you know, what's, that's, you know what's crazy you say that is You're absolutely right. Because that's something that my therapist has been talking. It's been the sleeping giant in therapy all this year. Because mm. like I've got through the depression. I got through the anxiety. But there's this whole thing about expectations yeah. that keeps popping up. Because I was talking to her about putting music out. And I was like, but what if it does nothing? And she's like, what expectations do you have for it? And I was like, oh, Christ. I have expectations of myself as a lyricist, a guitar player, a producer, an engineer. Like that shit, instead of enjoying it, you know? And that's, I, that's the next thing is like needing to step back yeah. and being like, no, just enjoy the process
0: and do it and put it out. As our conversation is unfolded, one of the important things that it looks like you're getting in touch with is, is trusting your own instinct. Absolutely. I'm seeing a lot of the elements of an artist come together right here right now wow and this is this is really awesome yeah
2: thank you that means so much you know it's 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 a lot of listening i was like i was listening to my heart but i was ignoring it yeah you know and it's easy when you're an artist starting out because you have no experience and you know the guy was the guy i was working with he'd been in the business for 40 years i was like of course i'm gonna listen to him like he knows what he's doing you know but Hard for me to admit because I don't want to admit that I was that person, but it's okay because it happened and I can't do anything about it. But just, you know, it's a lot easier when you're in pain to just give your life to other people and say, you're in charge of this shit, but it never leads to good things because then if you're successful with that, because it's almost a fraud thing and then you're going to be miserable that, and then if you're a failure at it, it's like, it's equally as painful because you're failing at
0: something you don't care about. But I'm also very glad to hear that you're taking some self-initiated steps, yeah, to establish some balance for yourself. Taking and my power back, That's yeah. What it feels like. And it's how yeah, I. What were you telling me? Yoga is a yeah. heavy part of your life. Yeah. Looking back,
2: there's there's been so many, I guess, hard m- music moments. Not inadvertently, it probably direct me directly led me to a spiritual path. And the only thing that made me feel better was yoga. It was the only time of the day that I was not. A wreck yeah and i was i was in i was living in westwood at the time and i walked down to core power and granted i didn't know how to do yoga I, <laughs> I, I was a disaster i wasn't doing anything right i like i you know i don't I, mean to laugh I no it's fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah it's fucking hilarious you know i was just in there like sweating doing whatever and i just knew i felt better and it became a new passion in my life like i realized i was like i haven't done anything for myself and doing a yoga teacher training the year after that, I, I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. I was just like, I'm going to sign up for this because it's something I want to do. And that was fucking weird of just like, okay, cool. Like, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. And the world doesn't end, you know, and the band doesn't fall apart. Yeah. I like
0: life doesn't stop, you know? And I also know that you've immersed yourself intellectually. You really dive into books. Uh, yeah. that's That seems to be an important part I of keeping things keeping things uh, engaged for yeah. you. I love reading so much.
2: Books for me, I just, they're, they're the most sacred thing in the world because I'm like, what What else can you buy for $4 that will completely change the way you see life? Mm-hmm. That com- just changes how you think, changes how you see the world and I've just been on a Tom Robbins fiction kick the entire year. There's...
0: There are worse things to be on right. in a You're Tom right. Robbins fiction character. I love yeah. Tom Robbins so much. Yeah. I can't yeah.
2: believe he's not more popular. It's weird.
0: Has Tom Robbins influenced any of your writing? I remember reading Still Life with
2: Woodpecker. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. My, I, it blew my mind because mm. I didn't know that that's what literature could be. Like It felt like every sentence was a poem. That's right. And it felt like everything was taken care of and there was so much color. It gave me allowance to just be yourself and be fucking weird and flamboyant and and sing whatever you
0: want. It's expanded again, sort of the boundaries of where you can go as a writer. So
2: I was at another ceremony a couple of weeks ago and my best friend, Christina, who I love Christina so much. She's just, she's one of those people where like, we could hang out in a trash can and <laughs> I love every second of it, you know, but she's, she's one of the few people where like, I'll just pick up a guitar and just like write songs in front of her. That's great. So we're at the ceremony sitting outside and she's like, She's like, you know, you're so funny and light, and there's so much joy. She's like, why don't, why don't you write songs like that? And it blew my fucking mind because I was like, I can do that.
0: Like, I can put joy into songs and lightness and happiness. This to me is a is a very compelling episode because to have a portrait of an artist at at this moment. That is, means a lot. You have no
2: idea how much that means to me. Yeah, it's, it's really moving. Like, I just made some like big life decisions a couple weeks ago, and it's like, there's so much new space now i feel the i feel the freest i've ever felt there's also i think a little bit of fear that comes with that of like well what's next
0: and it's like yeah but keep on fucking keep on would you be willing to play us another song of course okay so this is going to be hotel halls um what's the what's the story with hotel halls it's this it's just about being homesick and
2: not feeling like you have a home you know and then just i guess feeling disoriented
0: well kyle this has been. an incredible afternoon yeah thank Thank you you. for for being so open with us uh, today I really appreciate that thanks for holding space yeah you know it means so much you're thoughtful and I feel seen to wrap things up this is Kyle Nicolaitis performing Hotel Halls on Joy Sounds
1: This were the last day of my life I'd be pretty sad Eleven hours in a van Now I'm getting high in a hotel Shower again Been around the world and back But I might as well be nowhere The more I see The less I'm sure Of anything at all When oh, Wake up tomorrow, I will not belong. A kid comes up to me at the show to tell me that he's suicidal. I'm the only one who can save him, cause I'm his idol. The thing about him is I wander down these hallways that don't end. If I can't save myself, how can I be anyone's friend? When my home is always changing, and I look to the sky, but it never says. Tomorrow, I will not belong When I get home People look at me Like I just got back from Mars My friends are raising families And the world kept on moving on
0: now i lay
1: awake in bed and travel to every place I've been Wonder how many miles it'll take till I feel it home in my own skin When my home is always changing And I look to the sky but it never saves me I I wake up tomorrow I will not belong
0: sure to subscribe and follow joy sounds wherever you listen to podcasts also follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at joy sounds music are you an artist who would like to be on the show visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information until next time this is joy sounds music you need to know